giving you the warm and fuzzies just like when your favourite flirty barista draws a love heart on your latte. Aww. Isn't that cute? It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh my goodness, Matt O'Kahn. Are you ready? Yes. For I'm, what? I'm a little bit nervous today. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, because we're chatting to one of my favourite artists, Spice Girl Mel C. What? No one told me this. Mate, it is happening today. It's huge. What a career she's had. Have a listen to this. Yeah, so incredible, so impressive. And, of course, I knew about it. We promised this interview <laughs> a long time ago, mm. and in the time is now we're very very excited i um you know god immediately even when you mentioned mel c i thought about uh being in ghana my very first trip to ghana with with dad i um i only had a mp3 player at the time that could hold 12 songs (laughs) and one i couldn't swap any of the songs by the way once they were loaded they were loaded (laughs) loaded for life oh man (laughs) the tattoo of songs was tattoo one of them all the things she said by the way no uh holla Spice Girls from their second album. Goodness me. Yeah, that was that was on there. I even had a craving recently for Viva Forever by the Spice Girls. How about that for a tune ski? Um, you know, To Become One is one of the best pop songs of all time. I can just imagine Matt O'Kide. I reckon it would be back and forth. Super quite by the Spice Girls and Ja Rule on the stereo when things get <laughs> a little bit steamy. But yes, Mel C, we get to talk to her. She's got a brand new solo single. She's still making incredible music all these years later. So let's uh, jump into it with her in a moment. We've got heaps of other stuff to get through as well as some excellent calls about glitches in the Matrix, Matt O'Kide. So all that and more on your all-day breakfast. Let's get stuck into it. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Now, Matt O'Kine, every now and again, you get to talk to someone who, uh, unbeknownst to them, has been with you their entire life. I remember dancing alongside this to- song to my sister growing up. If you want to be my and then when I moved into high school, became a bit of a moody teenager, I used to absolutely rinse 100% hits best of 2000, which included this song. I turn to you like a flower <laughs> and then you get a little bit older, you start hitting the pubs, you start doing a bit of karaoke, and my go-to was this brilliant duet. Then just a couple of months ago, I hosted an online exercise class with plenty of people and a song which had the best dance moves of any pop song of the last, you know, 30 years was this song. So we've come full circle and now we get to chat to someone who is releasing even more new music for us today. This is her latest song, In and Out of Love. I go in and out of love, never get enough, I keep going. Can you believe it? Sporty Spice herself, Melanie C, joining us at All Day Breakfast. Hey, Mel. Hi, how you doing? I'm so great going on that musical journey uh, just there with you. I know, last... I felt like my life flashed before my eyes, <laughs> before my ears. <laughs> oh, it's been incredible, though. I mean, you have you've had, have had such an amazing journey. You're back now with a brand new album, Melanie C. And uh, tell us all about the album. I mean, uh, you know, the thing that first struck me from this album, the very first line, the very first song that I listened to, Who I Am, it was like, 
Whoa, you really, you came out of the blocks hard. The very first line, I was building up my armour mm-hmm. so I could fit in. And, I mean, it just sounded so personal. Yeah. Do you know what? I think every album I've ever made, I, I've been really honest at that time in my life. But I think I've just come to this point with lots of great things. I had the most incredible 2019. It really made me feel really reflective and nostalgic. And look at all the things I've achieved. You know, I've done amazing things throughout my life. And I wanted to make a record that really expressed that and was empowering. And I wanted to make people dance. So I just wanted that combination (laughs) of like, you know, great pop dance music, but with thoughtful lyrics. And I'm so happy because I just think it's worked out really well. Well, also in the first song, you're mentioning the two sides of you. Who are the two sides of Mel C? Ah, do you know what? There's more than two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you more of a hexagon? Are you, uh, what are you, Mel? <laughs> uh, do you know what? I think we don't give ourselves credit for, like, how adaptable we are, you know, and, and how many incredible things that we're capable of. And and that was something else I wanted to explore as well. And, you know, we're, we're a different person with our kids than we are with our parents and our friends and our colleagues. And, and, you know, and that's cool. You know, we are so many things. So this is kind of me just putting it all out there, you know, finally <laughs> comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> well, something I couldn't help but notice through the uh, latest Melody C album is it's Dat Bass. It is throughout the album. It's grooving. It made me, made me put the bass face on. Um, who, who was playing the bass? How, how did the bass come into it? And uh, what made you uh, really want to lather it on during the, the latest uh, release? Well, I love my bass. Like you, get your bass face on and get moving. Would you say you're a baseline junkie? I, I think I am a baseline junkie, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. It just gets you right in the pit of your soul, doesn't it? But um, with, with this album, I, you know, I started DJing about two and a half years ago. And I, I mean, back in the day, in the 90s, I was a raver. I was in my late teens, early 20s. I was going out raving, loving it. Uh, really? And that 90s British rave scene would be intense, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> was, um, and, but like, I mean, do you have a memorable, the most memorable rave that you went to? That- um, I think it was probably the first one I went to because I was like, I discovered rave music when I was on holiday. I was in Spain on holiday with my, with my college mates. I'm like, all the bars were playing like this crazy dance music and everyone was like dancing really weird and I was like what is this and then when we came home there was these girls who were going out to these warehouse parties and they were like do you want to come to one we were like yeah and we like walked in and it was just like what's going on and that just started this love affair with dance music and house music oh Mel see myself and Matt here put on a few rave parties around Australia a couple of years ago (laughs) and we drop a bit of born slippy in the mix and I tell you what the the lights are going everywhere it's it's a real treat when that one comes on what what's your go-to when you're uh, when you're putting on a, a Mel C DJ set, I'm a big Prodigy fan. So Ooh, yeah, yes. so it would be oh. maybe out of space, a bit of Firestarter. If you're going to go old school, a bit of Your Love is that's one of my favourites. Yeah, great bit of Italian um, piano house in there as well. <laughs> I mean, and being from the UK as well as a Prodigy, I'm sure you cross paths. Did you ever hit them up for a? Uh, for, you know, a collab back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Oh, I, you know what? I love those boys. Well, a, a really good friend of mine is, is married to Liam, um, Natalie from All Saints. Um, so, yeah, I do know them and have seen them many, many times. It's funny. The first time I saw them was up, like, where I live, up in the north. 
and it was like in the 90s it was before the Spice Girls I think I was kind of like I was maybe about 18 19 and they were doing a PA at a rave at like a club rave and um yeah and then the last time I saw them was a, a huge you know now they're like a stadium like yeah. big festival headlining mm. show so uh, yeah it's been amazing to watch that meteoric rise oh that's huge but well you do have a cool collab on the album can you tell us a little about the a bit about the song Fearless with uh, Nadia Rose it ain't a crime to be feeling yourself no better time to excel no better moment to Seems like, you, you know, you could collaborate with anyone and you, you picked this particular artist. What was it about Nadia that really drew you to her and what did she bring to that track? I love Nadia. She's incredible. She's a grime artist, MC and a producer. She's from Croydon, just outside London here in the UK. And I saw her on a documentary about women and I just absolutely loved her attitude. She's really positive and she's really self-assured and she's making great music. She's an incredible rapper. And I was like, wow, I started like looking at all her stuff. She's made some great videos, check out Squad. It kind of went viral on YouTube. She's brilliant. And then I was DJing at this party in London and I was leaving and someone came running after me. I could hear these footsteps coming after me. And I turned around <laughs> and it was her. And I was what? like, that's so weird. And I'm like, all of the collaborations I've had in my career, Lisa Lefter Lopez, Brian Adams, they've all just happened like kind of just really organically and, and you know, I haven't kind of sought them out. It's just kind of landed on, at my feet. And there was Nadia and I was just like, I love this girl. I wonder whether she'd be up for like trying something out in the studio. So I asked her and, and we've got into the studio and we just created this beautiful song and we just shot a video like two oh, days ago. Yeah. We shot a video yeah. for Fearless and I'm so excited. It, I saw like some of the rushes it looks beautiful and we had the most awesome day and she, she's brilliant. I can't wait for people to see and hear that. So, I mean, with the album, you, I've read that you mentioned a lot of that drive to work with some really exciting young emerging talents like Nadia, other producers as well, um, working with young female talent. What are you, what have you learned from them in this process that differs from when you were their age going through the, the industry? Do you know what it's done? It's kind of reminded me about the enthusiasm and the ambition. I think sometimes when you've had a long career, you can sometimes feel like maybe my time's up, you know, maybe it's time for me to move over and, and to let these young people come through. But I think the way that music and entertainment is right now, there's room for everybody. And I think as a more mature artist, you have different things to offer. But I just really was um, taken like back to my youth working with these people. They have really different influences. A lot of them were Spice Girls fans in their youth, which was really <laughs> <Yeah>. lovely. <laughs> but for me, it just made me feel like, you know what? You should never stop being ambitious. You should never stop making dreams, you know? Um, mm. and, and, that's, and I can't thank them enough for that. I think it's really important to remember that. Yeah, incredible. What about your your? Oh, I've lost your. Sorry, we lost you there, Matt. Audio. He's, he looks like he's asking a very involved question as well. I there, know but... it looked really. Well, how about I'll ask you a question, Mel? You know, including myself, you've given fans of the Spice Girls and your music so much over the years. But what have what have the the fans of the music given you? What are some things you can look at that uh, these these incredible people have? Uh, you've come back through the other other direction. 
You know what? Fans are amazing and they have made me realise really important things about my work that I never would have expected. And to hear how music affects them, how it gives them strength. Their support is amazing. Doing the Spice shows last year, we had flags from all over the world <laughs> in those yeah. stadiums. And, you know, to know that people, people coming from Australia, I mean, you guys are far away. <laughs> and people are coming to London, they are coming to the shows. And it's just that dedication and that love and support is, is like, yeah, you can never thank people enough for that. Incredible. I think we've got Matt back. Are you there, Matt? Hello. Yes. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. Um, stupid Zoom. Uh, but it did make me think of something when I was cut out there, Mel. Yes. Um, has anything ever cut out on you? Have you ever had a big tech issue stuff something up? <laughs> you know what? We are all dealing with this COVID nonsense, aren't we? And I I did some live Q&As and my Wi-Fi went down. I had to like reschedule one. And yeah, I mean, it's so frustrating. Every day there seems to be a new issue. This all this, this technical <laughs> new world we inhabit. Has anything happened on stage before when you've been performing? Has a mic not worked? Has a backdrop come down the wrong direction? What's what's happened in that world? We had quite a few lifts in the Spice Girl shows last year. And there was one, we came up, there was this really beautiful moment. We'd just done a costume change and we'd come up right centre stage on this lift for Viva Forever. And it was this beautiful, like big orchestral intro and the lift stuck halfway. So you could just kind of see us from like the waist up. <laughs> That was oh, quite no. fun. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. no, it just looks like you were ordering something in a pool bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mel C, thank you very much for uh, having a chat to us today on All Day Breakfast. Really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much for uh, hanging out. And, um, yeah, when when things uh, settle down a little bit, we'll hopefully see you back in Australia soon. Do you have any good memories of your time when you've been here before? Oh, my goodness. I love Australia. So many great memories. Of course, I toured with Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, <laughs> and that's when I saw a lot more of the country, um, a lot more cities than I've been to. With the girls, of course, doing shows. Um, I know we haven't done any big live shows there, but doing lots of promo. As a solo artist, I've done great things there. And my most recent experience of normality was Australia in February. Um, so, yes, you are very, very dear in my heart and I, I love you all to bits. Now, before you go, Mel, you are known as Sporty Spice. I know you love your triathlons. When are you going to come and do one in Australia? Oh, my God, that would be amazing. I would love to do that. Do the Noosa Triathlon. That's, that is a, uh, that's a goodie. Hey, you know, when I was with a JCS over there in Oz, I, ha I was actually training, triathlon training at the time. You guys have the best facilities because like, you have all these amazing outdoor pools. We can't have that in the UK because the weather's so rubbish. But it was, yeah, I loved it. That was great training for me. Was like, I was on tour, but it was almost like a training camp. <laughs> it was what, brilliant. What's your favourite leg in the triathlon? What do you go with? Um, do you know, I kind of like them all. I, I do oh, love to Oh, come on, Mel C. Choose one. <laughs> Don't lie to us. Okay, so through lockdown, I've been doing more cycling. But I do mm. love the run because when you get to the run, you know you're near the end, right? So you're like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, unfortunately, we're at the end of this interview, so we will let you go. Make sure you uh, have a listen to Melanie C's latest album, Melanie C, her eighth, can you believe? We appreciate uh, everything you've done for us over the years and for having a chat to us right here on the All Day oh. Breakfast today, Melanie. So I uh, really Thanks, appreciate it. We'll guys. catch you soon. See you later. Thank you so Cheers. much. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. 
Now, Alex Dyson, it was an absolute pleasure yesterday talking to a young mathematician from UQ, Jermaine Tober, who uh, declared that he had cracked a logical loophole uh, in figuring out that time travel is in fact possible. Now, we were both inspired to share stories about our own experiences with time travel. <laughs> you I met a time, time traveller. Tra- I, I, I met a time traveller, okay? In an Akubra. It's sort of the same as meeting a time traveller in parachute pants. You're like, this man has come from the 90s uh, to save us all. But um, I also think that my bottom retainer plate fell into a time wormhole because I dropped it and then a month later it landed on my desk. I don't know how. Um, if you want to hear a better explanation than that, listen to the podcast yesterday. But we put the shout out. What, you know, time paradoxes, what glitches in the matrix have you uncovered? And uh, we've got a couple of calls here, including Lillian from Sydney. G'day, Lillian. Hey, how you doing? Not Great, too thanks, bad. Now you're Lillian. joining us from Sydney in the year 2020, I assume. Yes, yes, okay. for now. I don't know okay. where I'll be next year or the following, <laughs> but for now. Mm. And uh, and where were you when you were three years old, Lillian? What did you do that freaked out your mum? I was in my bed, born in 94, so it was 97, having, uh, you know, sleep as you do. My dad was doing shift work, so not home at the time. And apparently I was tossing and turning in my sleep, just carrying on a bit, having a nightmare. Mum wakes me up and I she sort of, shakes me awake, checks on me and looks at me and I sort of turn to her, look her dead in the eye and just tell her that there is no colour in the ninth dimension. There is no colour in the ninth dimension. No colour in the ninth dimension. I don't know about dimensions now Mm. or at three years old. I tell her this and she stays up until my dad gets home. (laughs) So you didn't even... I would be sleeping after that. (laughs) My three-year-old woke up and told me there was no colour in the ninth dimension. I'd be waiting to tell someone else. And also my parents were the type of people at that time anyway that were like, no TV time, like they're going to try and do the whole, you know, book mm. thing. So where did you, yeah, that. you don't know where you could have no. possibly heard about the fourth dimension, let alone the ninth <laughs> one. No, no, not at Yeah, because that's the thing. Had you learnt the colours yet by, by three years old? Well, I can't quite remember. I don't mm. I, I don't know if you guys have kids, Matt, but um <laughs> I don't know if All right, get next today. caller. Get off. Get off. Because <laughs> that's it, because that's three. You'd learn kids. maybe you'd learn red, blue, but and you could count to five, but counting yeah, to nine maybe. and having having no fill. That's All right, and, and is this the only experience you've had with uh time wormhole supernaturality? Um not really. I have a real knack for um Guess not guessing, dreaming about people who will message me that I don't have any contact with and waking up to missed calls or texts mm. from them. And my grandma can predict babies. So, Oh, thank you very much for that, Leland. We also have Holly from Adelaide. Hello, Holly. Hello, how are you going? Not Great, too bad. You, Holly. Now, you uh, encountered a wormhole while showing off your bead collection. <laughs> I did. So it was a... A while ago now, it was probably about 2003, I reckon I was about 10 years old, just hanging out with mum in the lounge room as you do, I had my aunt and cousin over, and I was like, look auntie, look at my bead, and as I'm showing her, like, it just slipped from my fingers, it just disappeared, I kid you not, it's like, I did not hear it hit the ground, I didn't, I don't know where it went, I looked everywhere, when you're 10 years old, you've got time to search, you know, I searched forever, I did not find it anywhere. 
So, um, yeah, the following night, if we fast forward a little bit there, I'm at my auntie's house just playing in her lounge room. And I look on the Same house, couch. different house. Different house, different house. So we're at my house. Yep. Next night, we're at her house, just doing my thing. And, you know, because the, the night before, I'm thinking, you know, the Alex in me is thinking, oh, obviously, it's just rolled under the couch. And I can't find it. <laughs> yes. You know, the Matt in me yeah. is thinking, wormhole, clearly. You know? Yes, <laughs> so yes. thank you for yeah, that's respecting right. so, our stances on this. <laughs> so I've got to be a bit of a So, um, no, the following night, I'm at my auntie's house, just playing on the ground or whatever. And I looked under the, her couch, and there was the bead underneath her couch. And I'm like, no, oh, it was it not, was. Molly. It flipping was. <laughs> <laughs> no, you... Okay, so there's a couple of logical explanations, all right? So your auntie stole it, oh, all right, and, yeah, and decided so to she, hide was, it. She wasn't with you at the original house, was she? She was there, but that's oh, what's weird okay. about it, though. But, like, mm. like, it didn't drop. It wasn't on me. It wasn't on anyone. She was over on the couch, you know? I was sitting down on the floor going, look, look at this. Yeah, yeah. no, and it just... Reappeared. With with aunties, I would say they wouldn't put it on the under the couch for you to find. They'd pull it out from behind your ear and say, "Look what I found." Exactly. I mean, it's it's a very slow play to put it under. Like, what are the odds of finding (laughs) something under a couch? It was really strange. Yeah. And so, where have you landed on the uh, on the spectrum of? It's just a you know coincidence. There's a logical explanation too. Well, we've got ourselves a wormhole here, people. It's a little bit of a backstory where. My two childhood dogs had just passed away around that time. And mm-hmm. I was convinced, like, oh, my, but my dogs, you know, my spirit dogs, they've taken the bead, they're playing with it or, what, you know, and that was mm. just tingling me thought that. But then I found it the next day. And on that same day, I was convinced that I'd smelt one of my dogs as well <gasps> just before I found the bead. Well, oh, as far as the spectrum well, goes, I didn't have ghost dogs as on my calibration. That's even <laughs> further than I had thought. Dog sniffing, well, I never uh, thought of wormholes. Now I'm thinking, what is this? Is it aliens? What is happening? Well, Why are we dropping well, I mean, these things? Holly, your Instagram account is at I wish I had powers, and I don't think you need to wish. <laughs> yeah. All right, there you go. That's it. Thank you for telling us your wormhole story, Holly. We'll catch you later. Great. Thanks so much, guys. And if uh, you've got one of your own, please get in touch with us, Alex. Would love to hear a few more of these. Very intriguing stuff here, Matt O'Kine. I'm a believer. You know that. <laughs> Welcome to our community. <laughs> Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, Matt, we celebrated and we reminisced two weeks ago when the anniversary of the Sydney Olympic Games opening ceremony was uh, was on board. It was a great trip down memory lane. We we talked about the uh, the ride, the lone rider who cracked the whip, um, which was a very great one. And we also reminisced about our own sporting highlights from the years. I mean, your day, one of the best days of of your life up there with with daughter Bert. Look. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I scored 36 on, in the seconds. I mean, the 16 A's. I got a three far and I kissed a girl that I like. I mean, what more do you want from a day? He scored many times. Uh, myself, I kicked nine goals in the second half against Old Collegians playing for Russell's Creek under 17s back in the day. I mean, we did have some good times, but given today is the uh, anniversary of the closing ceremony, and what a ceremony it was. Um, We thought it was only fair, given we did big ourselves up and make us sound like huge sporting heroes come come the anniversary of the opening ceremony. It was only fair that we looked back at some of the darker days in Matt and Alex's sporting history. Because i got to tell you, Matty, 
It was annoyingly easy to think of them. <laughs> <laughs> you're a very talented athlete. Like, you're a very, very good, well, you know, uh, driven performer. So where, where did it all go wrong? Let's hit him. 1996, playing, uh, playing basketball under eights. I was in the Warnable squad, the Warnable Seahawks. Mm-hmm. used to play against uh, teams around the southwest Victorian region. I was one of quite a few people, I guess, whose dad coached them in sport. And you were always trying to just do that little bit better because oh, you yeah. didn't want it to be... You didn't want to be daddy's little boy. You wanted to uh, show up. So anyway, I came off the bench and uh, as soon as I got my first p- possession, I shot it at the wrong ring. <laughs> um, it, I bricked it. It went out. Luckily, it missed. My dad calls out... The coach from the sideline calls out, Alexander! Get your head in the game! (laughs) (laughs) The dark day in sporting history. 2000, uh, the GPS athletics competition in Brisbane. I get called up, a year tenner, to perform, to compete in the Opens men's high jumps. Okay, this is all against people two years older than me. The starting height is 1 metre 65 which is five centimetres above my personal best. I fail three jumps and finish the competition with no height to my name. 1998, Little Athletics track, Warrnambool, trying javelin for the first time. First throw, I go back, throw it forward, hit myself in the back of the head with the pole. Everyone laughs. Very dark day at Alex Tyson's Sporting History. 1999, Brisbane State High versus, I believe, Padua College in Brisbane. I, as a goalkeeper, we all know how good a goalkeeper I was, except for the fact that I couldn't kick off the ground. The goalie from the opposite team collects the ball after a failed attempt from our team, then boots it. It gets picked up by the wind, sails through the air, bounces over my head, into the goal. <laughs> the goalie scored against me. <laughs> oh, what a dark day. <clears throat> 2004 Geelong Athletics Track Western Zone Finals. It's the one before state. Okay. Uh, Alex Dyson competing in the 100 metre hurdles. And at this point, because Warnable didn't run hurdles in the local inter school, or even the Western District, you had to submit a time in order to mm. qualify. So I submitted my best time. That got me on there, and I caught the bus up with the rest of the kids to Geelong after not <laughs> competing earlier on. Um, marshalling for the hurdles, I go and stand back. They do run through the age groups, okay? You're starting low, go high. I'm standing there, I'm warming up, I'm stretching. And I'm looking around, I'm like, geez, this is this is thin, thin out. There aren't many races, like... I go up and ask the marshal, like, when's my race? He goes, oh, that's already run. That that just happened. I'm like, I was standing here the whole time. He's like, I called it. I'm like, no, but I was here the whole time. The people come out, start packing up the hurdles. I'm standing there. <laughs> I haven't run. <sighs> With tears welling in my eyes, <laughs> I have to walk to the tent, walk to the administration area, explain what's going on. This person's like, oh, I can't, we can't do it on that plea. They, so what they do is they get, they set up a single lane of no, hurdles no. on the track. 
I go back by myself <laughs> at the start of the 100 metres. They fire the gun for me, a lone hurdler, after everything's finished, <laughs> running down. Because it turns out there were only three people in my event and those two and two of them had run. In order to qualify for state, I needed to get a time better than one. I run by myself. I distinctly hear, as I'm going along, someone yell out from the side, Watch out, they're catching ya! <laughs> I finish... My time places me third out of three. I don't make state. I catch the bus home, two-hour drive back to Warrnambool. Well, I love that. When have you had to? When have you done something by yourself? When have you done something alone? Let us know. Matt.n.alex on Instagram. Obviously alone. The lone hurdler. <laughs> when have you been a lone hurdler? <laughs> All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Matty O, do any debating in school? Did you get up at the uh, Steadford or anything and uh, argue your case? No, actually, I didn't. And I guess the main reason for that is because I'm not a massive nerd. <laughs> Come on, mate. A lot of things rely on this. Myself, uh, also not a nerd. I did the debate every year. That's um, where you're wrong. <laughs> you're obviously a nerd. Well, look, they can, you know, when you're at school and are debating, I remember we got given the topic, school is getting in the way of education. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Um, but yeah, I, it's it's good. Some robust discussion is good. Um, Go on, nerd. Tell me about your favourite. Was... No, what was your favourite? What did you say once in a debate? I know you're the sort of person that would know your no, best I forget. I did write it on argument. my debate cards, though, and I have the cards there. <laughs> and I tell you what, I wish that the two gentlemen who are vying for leader of the free world, took along a couple of Alex Dice's debate cards because things got a little bit messy yesterday in the US presidential debates. Donald Trump, the Republican, and incumbent Joe Biden, the Democrat and challenger, former vice president, up on there. Matt, how do you reckon it would have gone? I'm going to assume. I didn't see a single thing and I have no idea about it. I'm guessing... It erupted in some sort of pathetic, petty argument that looks like two school kids having a go at each other. But um, Well, let's ha- have a listen to what uh, CNN commentators, this is post-debates, uh, after they, they cross back to the studio. Uh, let's have a look what uh, Jake Tapper and Dana Bush from CNN had to say about yesterday's presidential debates. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. That was the worst debate I have ever seen. In fact, it wasn't even a debate. It was a disgrace, primarily because of President Trump, who spent the entire time interrupting, not abiding by the rules that he agreed to, lying. We'll talk about who won the debate, who lost the debate, but I can tell you one thing for sure. The American people lost tonight, because that was horrific. You just took the words out of my mouth. That was a shit show. <laughs> I mean, oh. we love to avoid crying because in many ways it is going to set the direction, you know, for the US and its allies for the next four years. And it, it was hard. I had to turn it off. You couldn't watch it because you weren't getting anywhere. You weren't learning anything you didn't know. No. I you, mean, you, could barely, look- you could barely understand what was going The The moderator from... The Fox News moderator was trying to ask Trump a question at one point. Have a listen how this went down, Matt O'Kine. Mr. President, you have promised 
to repeal and replace Obamacare, but you have never in these four years come up with a plan, a comprehensive plan yes, to I replace have. Obamacare. Of course I have. Well, I'll I got rid of the individual mandate. Excuse me. I got rid of the individual mandate, Chris. That was the worst part me. of Obama. Let me ask my question. Well, I'll, I'll ask Joe. I, 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 the individual no, mandate I, was the most unpopular Vice, aspect of Obamacare. I got rid of it. I'd like you and to, we will protect Mr. people. President, with I'm the moderator of this debate, <laughs> and I would like you to let me ask my question, and then you can answer. Go your ahead, Trent. Wow. I mean, that's Chris. Chris Wallace from Fox News just doing his best to ask. And then what do you think happened when they got into the questions? Gentlemen, he made a statement about the military. He said I said something about the military. He and his friends made it up and then they went with it. I never said it. Okay. That is what not he true. Did Sir, is he you're said, done in this segment. He called Mr. the military Vice, Mr. Vice President, stupid bastards. I, I and he said it on tape. Uh, he said Mr. stupid uh, bastards. Please, Sir, stop. I would never say would that. Play to it. Stop. Play it. Go ahead. Mr. Vice tape. President. Yeah. Answered his his final question. The final question is I can't remember which of all his rantings. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a little trouble That's myself. Right. Oh my god! I mean, when we started, I don't know if I even can laugh anymore. Seriously, know, when we started in in radio, they just say just don't talk over each other. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, this is just, just. But I mean, are you ever going to get anything good out of? Oh, did they have the worm at least? Is the worm <laughs> is the worm in there? I tell you what, they needed a wormhole. You know, speaking of wormholes, <laughs> they needed that to swallow up and just take us to inauguration day because that's the first of three. They're going to do another two. I, it sort of recalls my, uh, I think it was my pa, Matt O'Kine, that said this quote. I don't think he coined it, but he certainly said it, which is um, never argue with idiots because they drag you down to their level then beat you with experience. Okay, but there were there were points where where Joe Biden did snap. You get the final word, Mister. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Excuse me. This, hey, hey this let me person. just say, Joe. No, no, no. I'm no. Mr. President. Three and a half million, President. Joe. That's the, end of the, that's the end of the it segment. We're, mo money. we're moving on. There's, it didn't take them. Well, Vice President, Chris, no. Can I be honest? It's a very important question. Try to question. be honest. No, I, I stood up. No, I, I, the answer to the question is no. Ukraine. No, I, sir. With a billion dollars, if you that get rid is of absolutely you know what, you're, wait, not you're true. You're, you're doing it. You're going to have true, oh, gentlemen. My God, I can't. I, I hate to Chris, raise my voice, but it seems to be. Why should I be different than the two of you? So here's the That's deal. Good point. I think that the country would be better served if we allowed both people to speak with fewer interruptions. I, I'm appealing to you, sir, to do that. Well, and him too. Well, frankly, you've oh been doing more interrupting oh, than he right, has. That's all right, but he does plenty. Oh, well, my less God. Than, sir, less than, plenty. No, he less does. than you have. Stop it. What a toddler. Stop. <laughs> I can't handle this anymore. Please. Bring back the debate cards, is well, what I say. You <laughs> need debate. You need well-reasoned arguments. You don't, you rebut after the fact. And then you just no, you need don't. you just need an ex teacher adjudicator with white hair and glasses. No, to, you um, don't. What would you know? You don't know anything about debating. <laughs> I, I know all about. You know, I, I know about debating. No, no, I know I, about debating. No, 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 no. I know about debating. You asked Bron. You asked Bron. I know about debating because I've watched more. Shut up, man. You clown. Oh, thank you very much for joining us for another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And thank you to Mel C. I mean, when you talk about superstars, I remember where I was when I first saw the Spice Girls. Like, where, not where were you? Well, I, I gave my big uh, spiel to Mel when we first talked to her. Where, I know. where were you? I was in HMV 
in uh, Brisbane City Mall. It was a Sunday. I remember seeing the video clip and I ju- well, I just seen it at home and then I went into the city and I saw it again and I was like, oh, geez, they're really pushing this this band. I wonder if they're going to be big <laughs> next minute. An absolute phenomenon. So, um, yeah, it was what a pleasure to be able to talk to her 25 years later. Incredible stuff. Uh, thank you very much for listening in. Make sure you've got uh, until tomorrow to upload your photo. Hashtag all day robe if you would like to take home the best robe in the business. We're getting tagged in some Instagrams. The robes are arriving, Matt O'Kine, and there's some very happy customers who are uh, just wrapping that doily around themselves. And it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to see. So uh, make sure you hashtag all day robe with a photo of yourself wearing a robe, your PJs out of the house, and you'll be able to get a beautifully embossed Matt and Alex all day robe. Don't forget to get in touch with us if you've ever done something alone <laughs> where you shouldn't oh, have been alone, when you've been the lone runner in a hurdles race uh, after everyone's packed up. And also, we're going to leave you on a little bit of extra audio from the debate. In case you missed it like I did, <laughs> let's go out with some more of that presidential magic. That's it. Some of the best orators in the world doing their thing. See you tomorrow. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Let, vote now. You pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question. Why because, would you answer that because question? Because the you question is... The question Supreme is... Court justice, the radical question, left... Will you shut who is up, on, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so list? right. Gentlemen, this is, I think this we've is ended so this. He's going to pack the court. We have en- oh, no, no. not going to give a list. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a pr- productive segment, wasn't it? That was a shit show. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.